What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's <laughs> Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than the power of conversation? I'm Mark Francis in the host seat today, and along with me is once again, Miss Alicia Battaglia. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. Thank you. Welcome Good. back. You've back. been on vacation. Just a week off. But you know, it's so weird because a week off for me normally only means one weekend. And I have to admit, this is the first time I I feel like that I've missed two weekends in a yeah. row. So Tim, I'm looking at you and like, I've I've listened to you online. And so I, I had to listen to the sermon <laughs> twice again today because I kind of, I'm not in the cycle of a week by week thing. I, okay. I mashed it all together. So I listened to last week's sermon spotlight. I listened to last week's sermon, listened to the week before. I'm all caught up. Well, I'm glad that you're yes. here because now we can double up as as fellow <laughs> oh, dungeon dwellers. Dungeon dweller. When I heard that, I think I might have been in the airplane and I did. You scald I, your tongue with yeah. Your <laughs> Boy, I was like, yeah. man, to be the people down there when they heard that. So Ooh. now you're outnumbered, Tim. Yeah. You got two against one so here. So I was telling Carmen that. The next time I come to F3, it's going to be in, incognito, mm -hmm. just so mm -hmm. that I can slip in there without yep. Uh, yep. no announcements made. Well, we well. deserved it. If you were in Fellowship 3 the week prior, <laughs> Tim was in the service, and I yes. called him out at the end, just ad-lib. I looked around, and as we were doing the closing comments, I said, oh, guys, by the way, Tim Sanford's preaching for the next four weeks, and yes. there he is, yes. right there. Yes. And That's so right. I gave you a little- Started it. Start, it was so- so. Tit for tat, we'll come back and we'll get you a different way. But Alicia, just give us a quick, um, just by the way, this is Pastor Tim Sanford, pastor of discipleship. Yep. Thanks for being here yeah. once again. Thank you. This um, fun. Yeah. Caleb Pearson's not here. Give us yeah. a quick rundown of where you think he is right now. Well, I know exactly where he okay. is because he and Simeon, my one of my sons, who's usually behind the camera there, they are in Arizona with the FC, FBC group um, doing their mission trip there at Indian Bible College. Awesome. And then there's also a group uh, that Caleb's not a part of that is in Maine yeah. doing VBS up there. So can't be two places at the same time. Right. But, but we I got, think he divided and conquered. I think he his did. Are, are yeah, his parents are there. Maine, yeah. So we've along got some other leaders. Groups of people all over the place. That's cool. It's Excited so to hear cool. how that yeah. how that goes. So we'll be praying for them, mm -hmm. and um, you know, hopefully, there's some good work that they're doing there on site. But also, even when you go on those kind of trips, it's really cool to bond with the people yeah. you're with. I think so, the Arizona group bonded over carpet yesterday. They were okay. like pulling up like <laughs> really heavy carpet that was glued to the ground, and I think it. Or, to the surface and yeah, I think Good. it was yeah. blood, sweat and tears. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, this is week two of what really matters sermon series. Um, in a nutshell, just Alicia, I'll turn to you first and Tim will come your way. But give us a quick update, recap, or really maybe what stood out to you. Now we're going to see if she really paid attention. Oh, trust me, she's got some ages of notes. Ages of I notes. did. Yes. I did pay attention. But I wanted to tell you, so uh, this is this is just really cool applica application that's happened. So um, last week, my son and my middle child and I, we were talking about um, just the, this principle of my thinking determines my attitude, which determines my actions. And we were talking about that and how that fleshes out, particularly in his workplace. And so that was really, really good 
just immediate application. And then my dad called me this morning and uh, he's a part of a men's Bible study that meet on Tuesday mornings. And he was so excited because he was like, I just had a call to tell you this, that we were talking, they were, they were talking this morning about the topic of sin. And one of the men in the group uh, had was having discussion with some teen boys. And one of the boys was very concerned that he had committed the unpardonable sin um, because he had asked for forgiveness. And then two days later, you know, commits the sin again. And it's the cycle. (laughs) And so he's fearful. And um, so they got deep into discussion just about the action of sin and all of that. And my dad said, you know, I, I heard some really great teaching um, this past week that how our thinking determines our attitude, which then determines our actions. And so they then really began to dissect that and uh, get to the deeper issue of yeah. the heart mm-hmm. and the thinking exactly. that comes behind yes. that. Yeah. And so it just, um, he said it was received so well in their group dynamic and really helped them. So it's just really mm-hmm. neat to see and how- dad doesn't even attend the church. No, my yeah. dad doesn't wow. even, he watches online. So yeah. um, it's Very so cool just to see how the yeah. Lord is- using um, these principles to impart this practical application of let's get, let's get a hold of our thoughts. And that's what really what we're attempting to accomplish with this series, right? I mean, it's it's not just expositionally unpacking word by word, but it's, how do we apply it in context of discipleship? Exactly. And, and Mm -hmm. that to me is an example of how it actually is um, now being born into our own lives, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's that kind of stuff where we're able to apply it then. Because again, I've said this before, you go back into the word of God and start looking up words, know, imagination, think, like anything having to do with the mind. And they just start leaping off the page, right? Over yeah. and over again. And so to me, it's just another example of well, like, God knows all of this stuff. He needs to bring our attention to it, not his attention to it, so that we're going to align ourselves with what he's even saying about the principle, let alone the very thinking that's going on. And you can apply that mm. into a thousand and one situations mm-hmm. of life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, where is my thinking? How and, and those magnifiers, the action, the feelings, those things all just help the point. And it's cool that, that you reference your son, and then you're referencing your dad. Yep. And so yeah. there's this component of discipleship starts in the home. Mm-hmm. And and that was yeah. one of the things I'm thinking. I'm like, yes, okay, sure. I've raised my kids and doing the best I can do. And now they're teenagers yeah. and I'm almost, you know, almost an empty nester. You're an empty nester. Yeah. You have some in the home, some out of the yeah. home, Alicia. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how can I continue to mm-hmm. impart these principles to my yeah. kids or yeah. even other family members, yes. adults, mm-hmm. parents, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the impact I think starts there and then it just exponentially grows. So how can we display this idea of where's our heart? Where's our thinking? And the purpose for right thinking is for us to know God. And you've hit home on that. Not just, not just experiential knowledge of our head, but uh, the affections of the heart. Mm -hmm. They, they, hold hands. They, they go together. The heart and the mind are connected. And that's where in this passage, you know, Paul, uh, Paul is praying for us to have the eyes of your hearts enlightened. And there is that connection of, I can 
know things about God um, intellectually, but not know God. Right. Mm. But Mm -hmm. once there's that connection of knowing God um, and learning more about who he is, but then having the affections of the heart stirred to where he becomes our delight, where then our desires become his desires, that um, that's what really matters. And and isn't that the purpose of Mm. like, why God sent his son so that we would be conformed into the image of Christ so that we would look like Jesus so that we would have um, the same mind as Christ Mm -hmm. and therefore our actions and attitudes (laughs) follow through. You just said subconsciously in your sentence, uh, that's what really matters. Yeah, that's true. It is what matters. And I love how, Tim, you do hearken back to that a few different times in these last couple of weeks of bringing us back to this is what really matters. Point us now to these Pauline prayers. And Alicia referencing Ephesians 1, which Mm -hmm. is where we were this past week. I love these Pauline prayers. I mean, I wish we could do a sermon series on all 10, but you're you're picking these. Yes, (laughs) because they, I feel like that they say the same thing, but each one is slightly different. And And they're so so deep. Yeah, they're so deep. They're so rich. It's like you're just swimming in the deep end here. And it is packed full of good stuff. But coming back to it, be like, this is intentional. God put this in scripture for a reason. Mm -hmm. These are prayers that Paul is praying for this church in Ephesus. But yes, how do we pray them ourselves? How do we learn from these prayers? Um, right. So you kind of given us a little bit of a context. So Tim, I'll t- I'll come your way and open the floor. I know you were concerned of going over time once again. <laughs> and, and <laughs> only a little, bit. only a little bit, <laughs> because you mentioned it. <laughs> um, and how's our attitude about that? Right, <laughs> it's great. We're opportunity, little application. <laughs> but here's the purpose of this sermon spotlight. One of the one of the things we love to do is just give you the floor once again. Um, to maybe unpack something in addition that you might have left behind or you wanted to give some clarity to. So I'll let you kind of open the floor and that might steer the conversation again. Sure, yeah. Uh, so something on my mind is not so much what, what was left behind, but just the re-emphasizing. Um, so like these are recorded for us, right? And yeah. um I believe that the intent of that is for that to have an impact on the believers down through the ages, not Mm. just to those Mm -hmm. in Ephesus, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that um, the more that we study out, like in this particular passage that we were looking at, there were four things that we were highlighting, right? The more we study those things out, then God begins to, like, in a sense, boil that to the surface. He helps us. Uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned when I was uh, talking about that, the one that kind of stood out to me right. more than the others, right? Like, But that's different for everyone, and that can even be different for us at different times of life or uh, whatever the circumstances are. But where God is then drawing our heart's attention to that, and, and we're beginning to... Um, I'll say wrestle with that, like work with that in the sense of like going back to this one that I was talking about of that we are his inheritance. Yeah, so cool. Like what does that mean for me? And how does that really practically, uh, a a question I often ask is how could this truth impact my life? Or Mm. maybe how should this truth Mm. impact my life? Because there's something about it that God wants for us to get. And Mm. if we keep it up in the cerebral, it's just more information. But if we begin to address it from the standpoint of like 
God brings out truth to impact life, to change life. Mm. It is the it is the transformation that we're going through, right? It's being conformed to the image of his son. That's what he's taking us through. Mm-hmm. So that's all process wording is what that is. He's taking us through this process. And if we keep it up here, it's just one more little deceptive piece of information that I think I know. Yeah. yeah. And you you highlighted the fact that that should be our desire each time we read scripture. You know, mm-hmm. how can that transformationally yes. impact our lives? Yeah. And I love <laughs> my music um, brain kicked in when you used the reference of like, I'm sitting here and I'm singing these words. And it's just an example yeah. of, are we being impacted mm-hmm. by the words that we sing? Right. Just like, are we being impacted by the scripture that we're reading? And are we being moved in a way that it's impacting our thinking, which impacts our feelings and emotions and our yes. attitudes yes. to then our actions. So yeah. my my music had in me, I'm, I'm like, I look out at the crowd all the time, the audience and the congregation of like, yeah. are they being impacted? Are they being moved by the mm-hmm. words that we're singing about the greatness of God or you know, referencing the song of give me eyes to see more of who you are. It's a direct kind of right. s- mm-hmm. line from this mm-hmm. passage. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and is that our prayer? Is that our heart's prayer? And it's, it's a, yeah. It, it's, so I have an example. Can really be moved by those words? I have an example of, of God doing that in my life uh, yesterday. So this is so cool. In your sermon, Pastor Tim, you, uh, in the point where, um, Paul is praying that we would have understanding in the hope of his calling. And you had mentioned that without God, we're nothing. Uh, We can't do anything on our own. And um, hope is a need of the human heart. And you said that everything that he's called the believer to to be, that hope and in that hope, we find rest. That hope causes rest. So um, in my personal reading, I was reading in Isaiah and I was reading about God judging the whole earth. It's just gloom and doom, but then there is hope that he's, God's going to swallow death up forever. Um, and then this is in Isaiah 26 is where I was at. Um, in starting in verse one, in that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. So imagine this being sung, starting in verse three, you keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord is an everlasting rock. And then, so like that was just encouraged my heart so much because like when we're, um, the more we're knowing God, the, the greater peace we're going to have. Um, but then in more application, um, going down to verse 12 in that same chapter, it says, Oh Lord, you will ordain peace for us. You have done for us all our works. And there's two passages that connect that. So one, well, first of all, Jesus on the cross said it's finished. Like he did the work for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. And then uh, the spirit, the Holy Spirit's been given to us to equip us. And Philippians 1, 6 says, who be, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And then in chapter two of Philippians and 13, it said, it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Mm-hmm. So God, he, he creates these, the desire and he creates the actions for his pleasure, for his delight, for our joy. And so going back to this verse, verse 12 in Isaiah, Oh Lord, you will ordain peace for us. So we get that peace 
because he has done yeah. all of our work. Yeah. <laughs> like yep. it's him who does it. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not being idle and doing nothing, right. but acknowledging mm-hmm. that it is his power at work. It's his mm-hmm. sovereign providential working uh, in, in our lives and, and the equipping of the Holy spirit. Um, and that is such a, a freeing, restful place right. to be. Right. The more we right. know God, the more we understand that's his heart. Then we get we it brings us to that rest, yes. right? It brings us to that. And yeah. when you think of um, okay, so the nation of Israel comes out of Egypt, right? And uh, they have this land that's been promised to them, and He's leading them to that land. And the Word of God says that they failed to enter into that land of rest because mm-hmm. of unbelief, mm-hmm. right. right? Which again is a thinking issue; it's an issue yeah. of the mind. We do not believe what you say because they're giants, you know, and we are like locusts in their grasshoppers in their <laughs> eyes. They don't even know that. They never asked them that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no record of that anyways. <laughs> right. They just said, this is what we appear to be. So because of unbelief, they failed to enter into that rest. So as we trust God for these things that, that we were looking at there in those prayers, that is, again, there's a rest because we are anchoring our soul on that. We're believing, mm-hmm. we're trusting, and it's not a it's not the power of positive thinking. It's not that kind of stuff. Right. It's right. anchored in it's what God says. Right. And the more I know Him, the more I know that He has never one time let His Word fail, mm-hmm. not even once, mm-hmm. and He never will, mm-hmm. right? So I have confidence that when He says, that um, I might know the exceeding greatness of his power that's towards me. He's actually at work. Mm. I can count on it. Whether I can see it or not is immaterial mm. because eyes of faith say that's what that's what God says he will do. And I love how like all those verses that you're that you're pointing at, look how many times um, mind words came up. Yeah, okay. exactly. Whose yeah. Mind, mind is stayed on you. Because he yes. trusts in you. That's yes. actually thinking yes. attitude action right there. Mm-hmm. In that one verse, you can mm-hmm. find that again. Mm-hmm. All these different ones, both to will and to do. Where's the will at? It's in the mind. Right. right? That's mm-hmm. where that occurs. Right. So, and and a good, a good um, check on our spirit is when we're not experiencing that peace of heart or the, the peace of mind or peace, you know, like just yeah. peace. Like that's yeah. a good check on us. Like where, what are we thinking about? Um, our, our, our well went, our well pump went out this past week. And so there was uh, a lot of turmoil over water. <laughs> and then we're trying to flush out our water softener system. So we're having water issues at our house right now. And, and so like, I, I can be tempted to just like be so discouraged and yeah. frustrated, but taking my thoughts captive and, right. and putting that on the Lord, like, Lord, you, you already have solutions ahead for us. You're going to provide for us, right. <laughs> you know, in the moment. Right. And um, so it's just yeah. talking truth to sure. ourselves and the little things, the big things yeah. um, and how yeah. we relate to one another. It's a cool yeah. example because that's real life. It's real life. That's, that's a real life. So <laughs> any one of us watching or listening right now can relate to that. Yeah. yeah. And and are we anxious right now, today, right. in right. this moment for anything? Mm-hmm. Am I stressed out right. about something? Mm-hmm. Am I anxious about what tomorrow might bring? Or am I anxious about, you name it, like what my kids are up to or a doctor appointment or you good money situation. Yes. Am I worried about stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. where's my mind? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. where is my thinking? <laughs> On myself, yeah. or is my thinking on God? Is my thinking yeah. that yes, He can walk me through this, or is my thinking how do I get myself through yeah. this situation? Right. Right. Yeah. And that yeah. starts yeah. then the attitude, yeah. then 
turns into mm-hmm. actions mm-hmm. and you see the results. Yeah. And it affects the people around you too. Yeah. Not just yourself, but you live with people. <laughs> and so your your attitudes and your actions yeah. affect those yeah. people as well. I think there's something that's really subtle that's important in this. And it has to do with rest. It has to do with what we're talking about, like, like the emotion of it and mm. the feelings that come along with it. I think it is possible for us. In fact, I know it's possible for us that um, subtly we move rest or the feelings of rest or the whatever those are, we move them, excuse me, into focus of our heart's attention, meaning that we, in practice anyways, we actually remove God from that Mm. because we want the feeling of whatever, the Mm. rest, whatever, Mm. like we want that feeling of peace Mm. and we subtly begin to worship that feeling as opposed to recognizing that that is just a magnifier backwards towards my thinking, mm. because my thinking is all designed for, for God to be worshipped in mm-hmm. that. Mm. So your water situation, it's not that God wants to fix it. It's that he wants you to trust him, mm-hmm. right? And you're mm-hmm. worshipping him. You might say, well, I don't need this right now, but you know that your heavenly father knows best for right. you. So you <laughs> willingly submit. And when you willingly submit to that, in essence, you're bringing glory to him because mm-hmm. you're saying, you know better than I do. And I place myself in submission to you. So so that keeps him in the right place and everything else on the peripheral of our mind's eye, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But when we shift it, because, hey, face it, we love the feeling of rest that that brings to us, right? Like we love some of the euphoria that comes Mm. with all of that stuff. And it can easily be, now I'm going for my next experience and my next experience and my next experience, instead of allowing it to be the tool that it actually is not the idol to be worshipped. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's a subtle thing sometimes mm-hmm. for us to slip into. hundred percent, I've yeah. heard Mark Carey over the years, and I might not get this right, but he says Christianity is a thinking man's religion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, mm-hmm. and yes. not many other religions are out there yes. calling us to have our minds yes. fixed on something. It's that's like right. your actions, what are you doing, and what are your works, yeah. and all of that. Yeah. And it is. it starts in the mind right. yeah. in order for then the outflow of the actions yep. to right. come. Yep. So it really, regardless of what the situation is, whether you're uh, on vacation and having a great time, or yes. if you're at home with no water, where where you're, where's your hope? And that in either situation, um, if your if your mind is stayed on on who God is on Him, yes. uh, then there is peace of heart. Yes. Like mm-hmm. even even in the midst of the trials and tribulations or in the good times where you're coasting, you know, enjoying life. Uh, They're knowing God is, is what matters Mm -hmm. and um, experiencing him through the different uh, circumstances of life is what matters. And uh, wanting to grow nearer to him, not just knowing him, but like, cultivating a deeper relationship. Mm -hmm. It's like a marriage, you know, when I first married my husband, I knew a lot about him, but now I know a whole lot more about him. And there's a, there's an intimacy of knowledge. And that's like, that's what God wants for us is to know him deeper in that way. And that's the essence of these Pauline Paul's prayers, right? I mean, that's the majority of his prayers. That is, that is what he is writing in there. And that's what he's writing to, to, 
the church at Ephesus right here and really unpacking this. And here's a question for you, Tim. Uh, it came to my mind because, and maybe this is like what's on the chopping room floor, but you gave a little bit of background, a little bit of context for this prayer mm-hmm. of the church in Ephesus, but not really too much context of the verses before it. Mm-hmm. You, you, you reference it a little bit of the right. blessings, right. all the spiritual blessings in this chapter leading up to this prayer, yeah. verses 1 through 14, I guess. So of all those spiritual blessings we've been given, why then do we still need to pray? Why then do we still need to have Paul then write that there is this prayer for our eyes of our heart to be enlightened and for God to give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Yeah. Mm. That Why is that not just an instant blessing that mm. comes to us right away? Right. Uh, that there is this constant Why doesn't ongoing. he slip it in? Yeah. yeah. Why, can't yeah. This, why can't God just give us this blessing here? But right. So set, the, set up the context of, of those first 13 verses yeah. to then leading us to this prayer. Well, I would say there's, there's two things in my mind that crop up right away. One is is that the things that he says to us in the preceding verses Mm -hmm. and throughout those first three chapters, they actually are the moment we're saved. Mm -hmm. I have all of those spiritual Mm -hmm. So I Mm -hmm. I actually do have those. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So that's important for me to know. But what I believe that Paul is doing here is, um, and he does this in reverse as well. He, in these first three chapters, he's teaching about who I am in Christ, what I have in Christ. And he can't help himself at times Mm. slipping in a little bit of the practice of that. And then you'll notice in the last three chapters, he's talking about what we should, but he can't help himself to go back into those those Mm. things. And I think in some ways, that's what he's doing where he's saying, hey, I've just told you, because that's a long sentence, right? That, that, mm-hmm. that what is, I can't remember the exact verses in there, but how many, it's a long, yeah. it's Paul a, has these run-on sentences. It is. Right. One big long sentence, yeah, one through 14. Oh, no, three no, 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 14. Yeah, he just yeah. goes right through that stuff, right? And then it's like, I, but I've just got to tell you, because I, I want so badly to see these truths then actually lived out in your life, which again, I think that's why the Spirit of God was inspiring him mm-hmm. to write that down, because that's an intent of God that mm-hmm. we don't just have these intellectual understandings of them, but it changes a lot. Your example of the kneading the dough was such a, a good visual because it's... You mean before it, I forgot about it? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I could see where you were going with it. So I brought it. Yeah. In my brain, I brought it around. one service, there was a little yeah. forgetful yeah. moment. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, but, but yeah, so it, there... These are all things that have been given to us, but it we're we're not like able to see it all immediately. Yeah. There there are just like that example you gave with the the person who paid the ten bucks for the the son's painting gets it all. Yeah. Like we we get it all. It's yeah. already ours. Yeah. It's been given to us. Jesus yes. has already done the work for us, which we were talking yes. about earlier. The work's already been done, but but it's it is this process to look. This is yours. This right. here's another treasure that's yours. That this right. is it's all yours. But it's this process that God works through the Holy Spirit. Right to reveal to us. And that's where we need these, these eyes of our hearts to, um, they, they, we have, they've been opened because we're saved, but like, let us open them wider and see and enjoy and delight in these riches. Yeah. And there's going back to that illustration of coming out of Egypt and into the promised land. Like when they left Egypt, the promised land was theirs. Mm. They hadn't reached it yet. They hadn't enjoyed it, 
right? But it was still theirs nonetheless. Right. And if they would have been trusting God for that, they'd have just walked right in. But it's interesting, you know, those first ones didn't didn't believe, so all of them lost their lives, right? Except for uh, Caleb and, and Joshua. Mm-hmm. And now they go in into the land, and it tells us then that they went into the land, and God didn't just like clean it all out and now walk in, right? They had to go in, mm-hmm. conquer people there. Mm-hmm. There were animals, you know, that that were well, like wild animals that they mm-hmm. had to deal with, all this kind of stuff. And I think because the Word of God says that He does all things well, I think that that process for us as we walk into the practice of these things is all part of that that maturing process. That, that It actually is the best way for us. Mm-hmm. You know, as a teacher, mm-hmm. I'm always trying to think, well, what's the best way to get people to to understand these things? And our culture uses lecture a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Which we've done studies and we would say, well, it's not always the best way. And there's an aspect to all of that. But God knows exactly what the best way mm-hmm. is to teach our hearts. Mm-hmm. And when I think, because my heart is deceitful, I think I've got something. He allows a circumstance to come in to reveal to me it's not as solid as what you think there, Tim, right? And you need me for this. And mm. and so he begins to knead that in, get it yeah. a little deeper into my yeah. life. Mm. And it's because Perfect. his character, it's his character that is good. Yes. His heart is kind. Yes. And he sees us through these things. Yes. And man, what a good God well, he I is. I do love how you're right, Paul, just slips this prayer in into the middle of this positional truth of three whole chapters. And then he wraps up chapter three with another prayer. Yeah, we'll get to Very similar. So yeah, no, I'm not going (laughs) to steal it. I'm setting you up just to kind of say, okay, so where do we go from here? I mean, how do we continue to grow in the series of what really matters? Uh, Yeah, give us a little... Just a quick teaser of uh, what this coming week is looking like. All I'll say is that as dynamic as this first prayer is to us, Mm. so this second one will be as well. Mm-hmm. There are aspects of it. I I hinted at this anyways in the first session that he's going to say in there that we would know the love of God. Mm-hmm. And I've heard people say, well, you can't ever know that. Well, the way that Paul intended it, evidently you can, mm-hmm. because he's praying for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's either asking for pie in the sky or it's possible. possible. Mm-hmm. Now, can we, quote, know the love of God to its nth degree? I would say, no, that's... That's part of what we get all of eternity. Yeah, right. right? (laughs) But there's some aspect of it that will answer and settle the human heart, Mm. right? And we can have confidence in that. Mm -hmm. Cool. Good stuff. Good good, good little setup there. Well, Caleb, we missed you. Um, Enjoy. But he's enjoying Arizona. Enjoy the Arizona with the carpet (laughs) or whatever else. A little jealous. (laughs) Whatever else is going on. Um, here coming up, we are in, in the midst of the summer thralls here at Fellowship Bible Church. Ministry still continues, but just know that, you know, come August, uh, children's ministry, there's a move up Sunday that happens. Yeah, Youth ministry August 14th. Kicks in, yeah, where there will be things to, to be on the lookout for. Um, this sermon series, I do know, continues and goes into our core values. Yeah. Um just a little teaser on that, too. I was a part of our worship planning services earlier today, and these truths that we're talking about right here and now are directly um, up, can be directly applied to what we call our core values or our yeah. vital relationships of right. loving God, right. loving truth, loving family, loving the church, and loving the world. Yeah. So what really matters? Those are all a part of yeah. it is what is a dependent disciple 
look like. Yep. And we're talking about it yep. right here and now. Yep. So yep. I'm excited to see how this progresses where we're laying the foundation yes. of these Pauline prayers to then even more application coming yep. into August. Yep. So yep. thank you guys for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Thank excited you. to uh, to continue to join you guys, even though I was away for a little while. So <laughs> it's, it's all good. The fact of the matter, guys, is that sermons are not meant just to take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.